Hi and welcome to The Three Good Podcast, a weekend podcast where I talk about all things to do with positive psychology, well-being, resilience, mental health and emotional intelligence. I'm your host, Suk Pabiel. So welcome everyone and I hope you've had a good start to the weekend and a happy Saturday all around. In today's podcast, I'd like to talk about strengths and I'd like to talk about individual strength. And when we think about the, the this kind of topic, it's one where when I talk about positive psychology with people and we start to explore why we should talk about strengths and how that can enable better resilience in people, it can enable them to think well about themselves, it can help them with their self-awareness and their leadership skills, we really start to see that it's just not a topic we spend a lot of time on. In many, many instances of our lives, we will talk about, quite actively, our weaknesses. And we will also quite actively talk about critical elements of a person or individuals that need to be corrected. It's quite rare that we spend time helping others and ourselves articulate where there are strength, where there is strength, where there's strength in the individual, what they do really well, what they're absolutely known for. And it's a shame, you know, it's a shame we don't spend time talking about those things. Because we're not just a, a, a certain facet of things. And it's almost like it's impolite or not in line with kind of good character to be able to talk about your strengths. And again, I just think that's a real shame because we are complete characters. There are so many things to us that make us who we are. And to not be able to talk about our strengths well and to be able to actively talk about those things, that can be... Uh, that's just just an element of things where you go I don't really know why we do that you know it might be a cultural thing like the British stiff upper lip as a classic example but that also means um, other things like we don't tend to talk about our emotions and we keep ourselves in check and we don't we don't like to get too excited about stuff yeah okay (laughs) maybe once upon a time that's what we needed to be but, you know, what what it means to um, be able to have all of those things and express them, it allows for so much more. I, I'm thinking back to when I do um, the three good things activity with my children. And, um, you know, they're only young at the moment. My boys are uh, now 11. My daughter is now eight. And it's really easy for them to answer the question of, Kids, what's gone well for you today? What are the three good things that you're happy about? And one of my boys, A, he really gets excited about it and he starts to go over the three good things and starts to do four or five and six. And that's always pleasing to hear because he's quite he gets enthusiastic about it. But also we're asking him a set of questions which, in the main, it's not something you normally ask people about. You know, what's going really well for you today? What are you pleased about today? What's what's really happened for you that's gone that you that you can look back on and have pride in? So that's why I want to talk about strengths today. I, I want us to focus on that and, and start to pick up on how we can focus on that and what it can enable for us. One of the areas that we can start at when we think about this is how do we know what we have strength in? And 
as with many things around self-awareness, it's good to be able to know what it is we should target, what it is that we should have awareness of. Because if I don't know what I don't know, how do I know where to start? And if you go onto the University of Pennsylvania's website, it's uh, and from there, I'll put a link into the show notes, where you, you can access a an online survey, and it'll ask you a whole series of questions. And through those questions, it'll show you back to you a profile of what your strengths are. I think that's a really good place to start. I've done that a couple of times. It quite consistently comes back and shows me the strengths that I have. And I find that a really useful way to be able to know, am I being consistent in myself? And this is one of the things around um, the social science aspect of psychology, is that if you develop a tool, there should be a certain level of reliability that if you do a test of some sort, a psychological test, and you come back to it, there should be consistency in the responses that you give and the outcome of what that should be. In the main, we will experience life changes and what have you, and we will develop and we will grow. The traits that we come with, or the traits that we show and that we um, have, they'll develop as well. And if the test has been developed and um, designed in the right way, we should have faith, we should be able to have faith in it that it can come back and show us a similar set of results time and again. So I'd certainly recommend it. Um, and it's called the uh, VIA uh, Strengths Activity. And I'll be sure to also make sure that the link is in the show notes as well, so you can go directly to it. And I guess when we have that initial as- uh, initial sense of this is what a, uh, a proven test can help me understand about what my strengths are, I think the, there's an important piece there which comes, which is around being able to discuss that with somebody who can help you have that discussion. So be it a, a trusted friend, uh, your partner, uh, a, a work colleague or a coach that you might work with. It's important to be able to make sense of that and explore it and understand it. Because when we do that and when we have that time and energy that we put into wanting to understand what are our strengths? How do I show those strengths? Do I think it's true of me? Actually, do you think there might be other things that the uh, profile didn't recognise? Because don't forget, a profile is only as good as the information it can wean from a person. And so there may be other things that you want to be able to express, but the um, but the test itself can't can't reveal that for you. So that's why it's important, I think, to be able to discuss this with others who can help make sense of it with you, help you to explore it. I remember when I've gone through similar types of activity, it takes a long while to be able to make some good sense of these types of things because it starts to help you understand that there are things about yourself that if you know those things better, you can improve on what that is. You can enable yourself and start on a progression of development which you may not have considered previously and it could be really valuable. I've always found such activities to be valuable because it helps me to be a better person. I fully recognise there are things that I still do which sometimes are not great 
And at the same time, I recognise that there's a lot of work I've put into my own self-development to be a better human being and to be a better friend, a better partner, a better father and a better person, you know, all around. That takes time. It takes time to be able to work through those things. And you have to be able to check in with people and ask them to help you to understand and make sense of those things. I've also been fortunate to work with a coach in different ways. Um, Sometimes my friends have been good coaching um, colleagues to be able to help me work through things as well. And that's the benefit of uh, developing a, a good network of people around you and good connections around you. So when I've when I personally have gone through such an activity and I've come out with some insights around that, it's then around how do I how do I take those insights and do something useful with it? Because that's that's got to be part of the aim around this is not just to do it and just hold it up as a uh, uh, as kind of a plaque or an award and say, I've done this, I know this about myself, but I haven't done anything to improve myself because of it. That doesn't that doesn't seem like a good and useful outcome. So when we think about the strengths piece, what I want us to think about is, I think there's a distinction here between being good at something and having strength in it as well. And I want to spend a bit of time on that. Because I think that it's quite possible to be good at doing something and not have a strength in it. As an example, I'm good at using Microsoft Word to produce documents and reports. I don't have a strength in it because it's not something that I care about to the next level of wanting to always make sure that my skill in Microsoft Word is at the top of its game and that I'm using it to its full, to its full capability and that people know me for using that tool really, really well. That's not how I would describe it. I just describe my use of it as I'm proficient. I can do it. I can. I know how to use it to be able to do my work and um, and personal projects. That's about as much as I need to know about it. And it enables me to do the things I need to do. That's as far as I need it to go. I don't need it to be anything more than that. In a different way, you know, I'm good at driving a car. I've been driving it since I was 17 years old, which is a number of years. And um, in that time, you know, I think I've become quite a proficient driver. Again, though, I I don't take it to a next level of interest in that I don't really care about the performance of the car and how well it's doing or um, if I can... Uh, improve it in different ways by making modifications to it and what have you I just need the car to do the thing it does which is to get me from A to B anything else that it it helps me to do along the way is a good bonus but I have no active interest in wanting to make it go any further or do anything else with it so I think that uh, when you I think that's where the distinction lies that if you think about things in terms of well what am I good at doing and how does that separate from well, what do I have a strength in? So what kind of things might we be interested... What might what things might fall under having strength? And I think when we think about having strength in something, it's, it's around being able to take things, like I described, to that next level. Where when you practice your strength, it's at a level of... I have an active interest in it. I have such an active interest in it that I want to progress my knowledge, 
my understanding, my practice of it in such a way that that's the thing that people will come back to me and talk to me about. So when I describe that, what I'm, uh, I also think it's quite possible to have multiple strengths. I don't think you need to be limited in the number of strengths that you have. And it's quite possible to have strength in a number of areas. And again, I'm just thinking back to uh, the way I've described that. So active self-interest, wanting to increase your knowledge, spending your personal time to make sure that it is something that you are constantly um, looking at, addressing, honing, crafting, so that it is um, it is something that you, when, when you do it, when you practice it, it brings energy with it and it brings a certain level of focus and interest in that. And also that others recognise that, oh right, you know, Sook must be doing X activity because you can see the way that he's engaged in that kind of activity. So when I think about what are my strengths, I think I have um, a number of strengths and I like to share those with you. Um, and it's to be able to help um, an, an awareness of how can we articulate that in a certain way. So one of my strengths, I believe, is the work that I do, the job that I have, which is around learning and development, part of a HR function. And it's very much focused around the personal and professional development that people can go through when they're in the work environment. I spend a lot of time not just doing the work, but also thinking about the work as well in terms of the profession itself, where it's going, the practices that we have the tools and technology that we use, the models and theories that we try and put into practice, the way that I actively talk about it in the open space, I blog about it quite actively, I, I speak about it at conferences, and I do that because I have such a level of interest in it, not just because it's my job, but because I deeply value the potential of what it can enable in people and for organizations and there's I've, I've uh, been crafting at it away I've been crafting my skill my practice with it for a long long while now and it's something which I, I, I could I think I can quite confidently say it's a strength of mine so that's one thing I think I could stand up and say I think another one is around being a presenter it's something which I thoroughly enjoy doing. I enjoy standing up and presenting to people. I enjoy giving talks. I enjoy that whole aspect of uh, being the person who others are listening to. And sure, there's a, there's, a, there's a level of ego that's involved in that. And yeah, I don't deny that for a moment, that I enjoy having that level of attention on me. Uh, I think that's the product of being an only child, by the way. Um, but yeah, there's also something around, I want to make sure that when I have the opportunity to talk and present and I have that stage with people, that it is an enjoyable experience for me and for others who are listening to me. I don't want it to be a staid, monotonous, um, ill-practiced thing. And I see very many presentations at conferences, seminars, different types of events where you can just see that the person who's presenting, they're competent at it. They might be doing a good job of it. It's just not as engaging as it could be. 
and it's because it, there are often many things that are lacking and it can be very different for uh, the, the many people who are trying to do that in different ways. So I spend a lot of time thinking about presentations, watching presentations, seeing what others do that works really well for them. How can I incorporate those things myself? And then when I have the opportunity to get up and do that myself, actively making sure that I am doing all of the things that I want to do to enable a good presentation to happen, but not just a good presentation. I want people to uh, recognise that I've done something or presented something in such a way which has really helped them. So I believe I have strength around that. Uh, I think I also have strength around wanting things to be fair and inclusive. It's a particularly strong driver of mine that I don't like to see things done in an unfair way. If I see things being done in an unfair way, I get quite quite, uh, focused on those things because I, and I become quite alert to them. And I want to be able to understand at a much deeper level, where is that unfairness coming from? How do we correct that? How do we help make that better? That can be as simple as my children and their, their bickering and trying to make sure they have a better sense of fairness as to what's going on, through to organisational things where you, you can see sometimes that decisions are made and they're not always the fairest of decisions. And so how do I influence that as a business leader myself? through to societal things where you recognise that there are, um, as I've spoken about in previous podcasts, there are current, you know, there, there's current alertness to very many ways that there, there, is, there are unfair practices and uh, practices which are completely against inclusion. And how do we help other people articulate those and express themselves and have useful debate about these things so we can move it to a position of fairness and inclusion it's and so I I think through those three different examples I'm hoping what I'm being able to demonstrate here is that these are things which I spend and not just time but I put my energy into understanding them developing my awareness of what they are the many different ways that they can be expressed that they are understood So that I don't just have a one particular view of the world, but I try to make sure I have very many different views of all of those aspects so that I can be as as well informed as I can be. And it enables me to be a better practitioner of those things, as well as being a better individual overall. So I I wonder where that's taken you, uh, you all as my listeners. And I wonder where what that helps you to start thinking about in terms of what are you good at doing? Because we should be good at doing quite a few things as we learn and develop and grow. And how does that differ from what is your strengths? So if you're good at doing some things, where are your strengths in other things? And the differentiation between the two. And I wonder if that different distinction is helpful for you. And I'd be really interested to know what your thoughts are on that. So please do if you, uh, however you would like to, is come back to me on that and let me know. That's just my take on the world. Uh, That's not particularly come from any um, other person's thought process or research. It's my own thinking around where I, uh, how I think about strengths and how we can help people to understand where it's coming from in in a useful way. 
there is another aspect of strengths that I do want to also think about. And there's a, there's a particular concept which I became um, alert to some while ago. And since I've heard about that concept, it sat with me for a very long time. And I've talked to a few people about it. I've just never known how to really help others understand it in a, in a deeper, better way. It's a concept called your signature strength. And this one is particularly interesting to me because it's not just about the things that you have strength in as I've described them. Your signature strength is about a personal trait that defines you. And it doesn't just define you. It is something which which drives everything you do. It drives the way you think. It drives the way that you act. The work that you do, it becomes a part of that. Because it's your defining character. It's your defining thing about you. And when I think about that, and when I try and talk about this in a, in a particular way, I think the reason that I find it challenging to be able to articulate and express it well is because it's almost talking about um, something which we actually really never talk about, which is that one true thing about you. And I'm hesitating with this and I'm taking my time with it. And I, um, I'm trying to explore this as I'm discussing this with you through, the, through this episode. And what I want to be able to help you understand here is that I think that when, when we talk about this, it starts to really focus our minds on what is that? What is that for me as an individual? What is the one thing that drives everything I do? It's not just something that people know me for, but it is a fundamental aspect of my personality, of the way I approach life, that when I do that, it drives such a good way of acting and being and healthy aspect of thinking that I can always look back and say, that was always a thing. That was always a present aspect of my way of doing and being. I just never was able to articulate it or express it before. And and so I just want to give you a moment and think on that. And I wonder where that takes you. Because it's quite a hard thing to consider. And I don't think... It's something which can be explored by an, by an individual without having the support of somebody who knows how to ask the right questions to enable you to get that to that place of insight. Where I spoke previously around strengths and the importance of understanding your strengths and exploring those with people through, the, uh, through a test of some sort, I think that when we talk about a signature strength, it requires a deeper level of conversation and insight and awareness, which I don't think can come from just one test. I think it has to come from a really good set of questions that enable you to be able to get to that level of insight, which you may not have been able to explore before because you never knew it was a thing that was allowed to be explored. And in previous episodes, I've discussed this where where there, there, there's been a, a strong, and there is, there's a present strong 
aspect of regular life where we just don't think about life in this way. We don't allow ourselves to think about what's going really well. How do we build on that? How do I understand my strengths? How do I do those more in everyday life? And in particular, what we really never do is spend time thinking about what's that one defining feature that I have as a person? And how am I allowing that to be present in different ways? About four years back, might be a bit more actually, about six years back I think it was, I was very fortunate where I was working with a coach and we got to this realisation and it was an unexpected realisation because I hadn't expected to get there with our questioning that we were going through and the coaching that I was going through. And when, when, I, when, when I landed on that and it, when it was expressed back to me, it had such resonance with me that I absolutely understood that about myself. I understood it about myself and it allowed me to also see and reflect back on the many different things I have done over uh, my life so far, where that one characteristic and trait or however you want to call it, it was always there. And for me, um, I'm happy to share this with you all. It's a concept. um, So the concept of signature strength and my signature strength is around being a positive deviant. And um, when I've understood this better, positive deviancy is around being able to work within a structure and find useful ways to um, work within the structure to get to a better outcome. Uh, I don't know if I've expressed that particularly well, so I'll, I'll put a better definition in the in the show notes for sure. But uh, essentially, it's what I take time to do is I take time to understand how do things work within this thing that I am being present in. And once I get to a place of how do things work well within that, I also start to become quite uh, adept at how do I take what's happening there, make it better? How do I make it, how do I improve it? How do I add my flavour to it so that people are doing and being a better group collective in a way that they hadn't expected? And how am I expressing and articulating myself in that type, in that environment? So people can look back and say, yeah, that was Suk's influence. He was able to do that. And I think I've done that through many different ways. And in different forms. It's not just being around work structures. It's also been around social structures. Uh, where I've been part of groups in different ways. And I think I've enabled that to happen. Uh, through my own family structure. I think I've enabled that to happen. Through my own personal. Uh, my own personal kind of organisational life things. That I need to. You know life admin stuff. I found ways to help myself do things better. And be be well at things. And I and I and I think back and I I absolutely recognise that in myself. I recognise in myself that 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 signature strength of mine is something which has always been present. I may not have always uh, consciously chosen to act in that way, and I think that's probably one of the key things here is that 
if we haven't thought about this before, it's probably been just a way of doing and a way of being which you haven't actively or consciously paid attention to, to say, I need to do it this way. And in truth, in knowing that about myself, I don't know if I've continued to do that actively or consciously as well. I think I have, because I have the awareness, and so it influences my thinking and my decision-making. But I think there are still very many times when I look to see, well, I can see that something is working like this. I'm going to really try to understand it better, because I want to improve it. Because every there's a lot of things that work within parameters and work within structures. And I don't always believe in having to break down those um, those structures, particularly if they serve a useful purpose. And so it's, so how do we improve it within what it is? And I've taken that deep breath there because I'm hope, uh, I'm, I'm taking a moment to just think back and, and just reflect myself. I wonder where that takes you. I wonder where that helps you as a listener. Through this episode, we've taken, I've taken some time and really explored what does it mean to have strength? How do we think about those strengths? What's the differentiation between being good at something and having strength in something? The time and attention we pay to what that is for us, how it's manifest, how people understand that about ourselves. And this thing about this signature strength. And I wonder where that takes you all. I wonder how helpful that is to you. I'm going to leave it there. I think that's a good place to end. And in future episodes, I've been um, quite glad that a couple of people have come back to me and approached me and want to uh, be part of the future episodes. And it's something I'm actively looking forward to doing, to have guests on the podcast. So if you feel that you would like to do that as well, then please do get in touch. The podcast is now available through iTunes, so you can most definitely subscribe through there. Obviously, it's available through Podbean. And uh, um, if you'd like to leave any comments about today's episode, I'd really welcome that. I hope you have a good rest of the weekend, folks. Take care.